What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. The Hounds took care of business to stay atop the East, heading into the final week of the regular season. We're going to break it all down. Let's go! I think that's a great question. Now we got to get into the nitty-gritty. Welcome, gentlemen. How's it going? Good. Good, to good weekend. Too. It was a really good weekend. Good, good, good. Yeah, we. Uh, my my weekend was spent basically all weekend long. We had uh, Fort Ligonier days, and I was running the um, food booth for the scouts. I told Josh off air. Basically, I got home Saturday night at like kickoff, um, just from working. I ended up falling asleep at halftime, but. Shout out to uh, all of the scouts who learned that I now have a podcast and became obsessed with it and thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, if you're listening, <laughs> our demographic is about to change wildly. <laughs> it really, really is. Does yeah, anyone like know I... anything about Fortnite? We yeah. Know now. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they've at this point they're like, nope, this isn't for me. I'm done. So I was gonna say welcome, but they're already gone. It's no big yeah. deal. Um, Josh, you had foot golf this weekend. Yeah, that was a blast. So I went to Cabin Greens and uh, had a, I forget, I think there's like about 20 of us and we had awards and uh, shout out to Tony for winning both best dress and lowest score. So that's uh, pretty spiffy. Um, yeah, and I did absolutely terrible. No surprise there. And I'm sore because I don't get exercise. So. <laughs> Even going around, just kicking a ball, and then getting in a golf cart and going to that ball was enough to tire me out. <laughs> is, is it 18 holes? 18 holes. It was a long day. Like I think we were there for like a good three hours, four hours of uh, you know foot golf. Yeah. I mean, that's about, I guess, regular golf is about three to four. Well, depends on how well you play. But yeah. Yeah. Um. I was all sorts of upset. I mean, I, I obviously went last time it happened. We filmed it. We had so much fun. And then when I found out about this food booth thing that I couldn't be there, I was all sorts of depressed. Um, but I'm glad that you guys went and had a good time and it went off. And hopefully, you know, this becomes something. Um, it feels like, you know, maybe it took a year or maybe two off. But uh, it just stays a consistent thing. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, people still show up. I mean, they... It, I was wondering what the interest would be because we hadn't done it in a while. So, yeah, we still had a good amount of people show up and had a lot of fun. And I'm just so surprised Kevin Green wants us back every single time. Like, we're like, hey, can we do it again? They're like, yeah, it's great. I'm like, you really don't mind us having, like, 20 non-golfers show up while people are trying to golf? Why we're, like, running around in golf carts and chasing down Maria for keg? <laughs> uh, refills <laughs> and all that. I'm like, okay, okay. I mean, cool. Wait, is this an actual golf course? Yeah, it's an actual golf course. There's people playing golf as we're playing foot golf because uh, they have like the real foot golf or they have the real golf going and then they have like holes, especially like a whole course for. Uh, so you're playing on the same course. It's just like they have different areas, like, like different, different greens. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like there, there's a couple of times where I'm like watching a real golfer, like trying to play through, and I'm just like sitting there on the golf cart, like <laughs> please don't let anyone roll up on in a uh, <laughs> golf cart, ruining their shot. Just don't hit my soccer ball, please. Like just yeah, leave my ball yeah. alone. 
Do you want me to mark my ball? <laughs> you can play <laughs> mark it with a frisbee. Like yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm glad I'm glad it went down. Um, Kev, that's something when you know if you come up next summer, we're gonna have to just go out and do some foot golf because I do think you'd enjoy it. It's it's kind of the traditional yet completely ridiculous. Um, I, I think if you know me well enough by now, it would take me about like two holes to get way too serious about it and i would i would end up i would find a club to bend over my knee out of frustration even though i know it's like i would get way too into it but i would have fun but uh, but uh, yeah that's why that's why i quit playing real golf because i just i'd get two holes into it and be like no this isn't relaxing at all but foot golf's different putt putt only that's what that's my rule of thumb yeah kev what'd you do this weekend uh, there, there is a arts and, and craft show in, in Knoxville. Um, there's a lot of really cool, um, kind of independent arts stuff. And Knoxville's turning a little hipstery in a good way. Um, so just trying to drink that up as the weather gets below 90. Um, cause it's, it's been like four months of just straight 90 and everyone's really sick of it. Um, and it's finally getting cool. So, um, it's been nice. I was say tonight I was at soccer practice with my son and it dropped into it felt like the fifties. So it was like hoodie weather, just soaking it up. It's perfect. Yeah. I turned the heater on today for the yeah. first time. I'm like, ah, it's kinda cool in the house. Uh, I'm gonna turn it on. So it was kinda sad. Do you get that like nice first of the season burnt smell? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yep, that's on. Yep, like, yeah, I can smell it. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I could tell that the as soon as we turn it on, the air instantly gets dry because I I will sometimes get nosebleeds and my other son does. And I woke up this morning, I was like, yep, yep there it is. Yeah, dry air. We need like a humidifier or something. This is we need to stop talking personal. about this. Yeah, because, this is like, really weird. It's not like we're at the top of the East still and we won a giant, huge game and uh, yeah. might end up being first in the East if we can. No, 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 no. Let's talk about Michael's nosebleeds. Let's do okay, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Josh, do the victory beverage. Get us out of this, please. All right. There, there we, we go. go. Hounds got all three against St. Louis thanks to a late goal by Duba, which I was kind of impressed that the announcers just kept calling him Duba because I don't know if that's like public beyond sort of steel army ish talk that everybody I mean, calls it's on this? his it's on his uh wikipedia page that's actually oh. the first time i saw it was on wikipedia i'm like oh look at that okay. so i yeah. guess if you do a cursory glance and i don't know if the league sends out like you know how the team send out the fact sheet i don't yeah. know if that's like nickname is listed or not yeah they just really seem to latch on to that but uh Guys, in terms of takeaways, I think, you know, the first thing was going into this game, we talked a lot about, you know, do the Hounds need three? Do they need one? What do they need? And, and I think we all sort of said, we think we need four over these next two. So the fact that they got three is great, especially, I think, in the fashion that they got it. Um, you know, it felt like even though the game was sort of back and forth all game, we had the better of the chances. It felt like a goal was coming, even though it took, you know, what, the 88th minute for it to happen. It just felt like we kept getting chance after chance after chance, and one of them was bound to go in. Um, and, uh, you know, we sort of lucked into it was a cross, Greenspan headed it on goal, goalie deflected it, Duba was there to knock it in, which was great. Hounds get the point. Um, let's, let's, let's do some takeaways here. Josh, give me a takeaway. What would you think about this one? 
Um, this was a very frustrating game just because of the fact that I, I felt like the ref was really making himself known in this game. Mm-hmm. It was a game that felt like there was a lot of stops. There was a lot of just, like, I don't know, just meddling in the game. Uh, we had a goal that I still don't understand why it was uh, taken away. Yeah. Like, there was a foul in the box, I guess, but they didn't really know what the foul was or what was going on. It could not have been offside because it was a corner kick, so it was... Just so random. Yeah, the announcer said it was offside, and I was like, "It's it's a corner kick." Yeah, like, can't for be some, offside. <laughs> for somebody who was professing to be, you know, Manchester United all-time greatest keeper or whatever, like why he was like, "I think it was offside." It's like, no, that can't happen. Um, I don't know. It was just weird, and I I still don't really quite understand. And then, yeah, it was also frustrating because we had so many opportunities that just barely got knocked out. Um, hitting the post, hitting a post, and then hitting a player in the head, and then yeah, even our goal was like a, a pinball, like in mm-hmm. inside the box. It was just like, well, maybe this will go in, and so yeah, it was it was definitely a nervy game through and through. Yeah, and it definitely felt like there are times where it feels like the ref not necessarily has been against the hounds, but you definitely notice it as a fan. And I think that this was a scenario where I almost felt it going the opposite way where there were periods of this game where it felt like the ref was over calling it against St. Louis where it was just like, okay, like I can understand if I was a St. Louis fan, how I'd be really frustrated. And mm-hmm. and a lot of the calls were legit, but at the same time, it was just like, at some point you got to let them play. And um, yeah. So I Kev, do you have any thoughts on sort of the, uh, how the game was called here? Not really. I don't know. I'm unless it's blatant. I don't really, care talking about the refs and the big the thing i wanted to talk about was um how impressed i was with the level of fight that the players showed i think historically in the past you know as we've been doing this podcast for what three years or something um it's gonna be five it, man what are you talking about three seriously years? yes we're going to our fifth year um <laughs> well it just it feels like we're so good now and it's like i know we weren't always good it's like surely we weren't <laughs> bad for like three and a half years um but so I, th- I thought they showed a lot of fight. Um, the fact that even earlier on in the season, I th- there were games where it just, you could tell it was either they were tiring at the end or th- there was something in, in their body language, the way they, you know, their, their, their work ethic and their effort, it, they, their levels just kind of drop at the end of games. And this clearly wasn't the case here. Um, they they pushed right to the end. We were always the one who looked more likely to get the winner over St. Louis, which I mean, like St. Louis, what they they played someone recently, um, and the yeah the reverse fixture for Nashville. Um, you know when when St. Louis was home against Nas- Nashville, they won one nil. Um, you know six or seven weeks ago or whatever. Um, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought we played really well. The, the last time, what, two two weeks ago when we played Loudoun, um, we go a goal behind and we fight back and get the win. Um, ignoring the North Carolina game, the game against the Red Bulls right before that, we go a goal behind and we come back and win. So there's been, there's been a lot of cases, I think, so far in this season where I think the players and the team and the squad believe that, you know, the game isn't done until, you know, the final whistle goes at the end of the second half and and that was just the case here i thought i thought they played really well and that's and that's honestly the thing that i'm most hopeful about going into the playoffs because you need that attitude um in these games to to kind of 
believe that you're going to get the winner, believe that the winner is just around the corner. And that's something important too for the fans um, to, to kind of never let up on. But yeah, I, that, that makes me the most hopeful about whatever happens in this last game. I mean, that I, this, this was a big, big light goal, not only for the, the points, but the mentality to take into the playoffs. Yeah, that, that was one of my takeaways as well, was just that I think in previous years to get to this point in the season where you're in first place, I feel almost like the team would get antsy almost, or or as fans, we would also get antsy, where you're getting down to the end, you're like, eh, like, uh, like we're, we're excited to be here, and this team doesn't feel excited to be here. They're like, we, we deserve to be here, we're the better team, we're going to make this happen, we're cool and collected. And, and I agree, that's the mentality you want to have. Like, I think last year going into the playoff game, we were very much excited to be there. And this year going into it, it's like, no, we're, 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 we're battle-tested, you know, this is our home. Yeah, we've been here before. Exactly. We have the experience. We're we know what this, this is like. We know yeah. what this pressure is like. Exactly, exactly. Um, Got to say, another shutout, which, like, looking at it, we've had 16 clean sheets out of a possible 33 games this year that's too shabby that's that's insane (laughs) that means almost every other game is a clean sheet which is is nuts um so you know and again kudos to morton but at the same time it's also the defense and everybody else in front of them that that makes that happen It, it again didn't really feel like st louis had any legit chances there were one or two little opportunities but there was nothing where again as a fan you felt like oh crap like this isn't going well it was just they had it under control and they took care of business so yeah kudos to them you know what's kind of crazy is both nashville and indy have still conceded less goals than us over the over the stretch of the season what yeah I mean, it's kind of. I, I think the big, the big kind of black mark on our record is the five nil against North Carolina. Yeah. Um, that didn't help anyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you know, I don't. It's it's also weird looking at the goals for goals against in the standings right now. I mean, yeah, you have Red Bulls who kind of went nuts, but like, remove them and we're second in the East behind tampa i mean technically we're third i love how i do this i love warping numbers (laughs) to know it we're technically third for goals for but like 57 goals scored i mean that's a very i don't know i don't i'm not used to saying that about the hounds um i think that's been the biggest thing that kind of kicked us on this season is yeah i mean the clean sheets are important but as we learned at the beginning of the season at best that's or at worst that's going to get you a draw and you still need to put the ball in the net and i think we've found that form I mean, Brett has continued it, but then so many other players have stepped up and started to produce numbers, and that was, that's really vital. And 57 goals so far, you know, for 33 games with one more to go, it's, it's not bad at all. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Brett. It definitely felt like, in this game at least, Dubo was leading the charge. And I know that they had him sort of playing the inverse of what we're used to, where typically he's beneath Brett, but in this case they swapped. But he had a couple of opportunities where he was Yeah, DeSantis looked like a man possessed. I mean, he was, yeah. he was playing incredible. Yeah. Uh, Josh, give me another takeaway here. Um, just kind of the fact that this game, especially with that ten or the seven minutes of stoppage time or something crazy like that. Um, kind of going back to what uh, Kevin was saying about getting the job done. Just just thinking about last year, we ended the season with like four draw or no, three draws and one loss. The very last game was a loss, so it was 
you didn't have any of that momentum. And and yeah, there's one more game left, but even with one more game, being able to look at the you know past five games and only see one draw in there and all wins uh, is pretty significant. And I, I do think this is going to be a different situation for the Hounds as far as going into the playoffs um, than we saw last year. It, it feels like there's a lot more going for us. But even without looking at the playoffs, just looking at the standings, just the fact that we we, we were talking a, a lot about is this team better than last year's team, and we we definitely agree that it is better. But be able to actually see it on the standings, not just you know with the form of play and how they goal differentials and that kind of stuff. Just be able to look at the table and be like, yeah, yeah, this team is a lot better, um, and it, it feels like it, and it feels like a more cohesive and a more I don't know, just like a camaraderie right now with this team and seeing the way they even act off the field and like online and that kind of stuff and it just feels like they're excited and they're they're pumped toby tweeting out you know let's go and all that kind of stuff and like really feeling like they're, they're in it <laughs> and uh you know watching the table and, and all that kind of stuff like this is a huge deal for them and it's it's just exciting to be you know a fan watching them be excited so i'm, I'm just super pumped about this whole season yeah no, 100% agree, and, and, and it, it all ties back to, like you said, the whole confidence level, and there were a number of times where we're seeing an evolution of this team, where you would see guys collect the ball, and you think, oh, it'd be really cool if they did this, and then they do it, like, I, and I think that, and that's not to undercut sort of the level of the USL, but I think that there have been a lot of times in the past where you won't see more creative plays, or you won't see players trying to take on other players one-on-one or do nifty little things and it just feels like this team is at a different level at this point than what we've seen in previous years and Josh it completely echoes what you're saying they are a better team and they're taking more chances and it's showing on the field it's it's much more not only because they're winning but it's a much more entertaining product than what we've seen in previous years so as a fan it is a really good time to be to be a, a supporter of the Hounds um, one side note uh, Todd Pratzner, scary moment, went up for a header, collided oh, heads yeah. with uh, with uh, a player from St. Louis. They both dropped to the ground. The guy on St. Louis was, like, out cold. Like, they immediately rushed over to him and tried to roll him over, and um, thankfully Todd was up and sitting up, but almost immediately the trainer was signaling for a sub. So there hasn't been any word about, you know, what how he's doing what sort of happened after the fact but obviously in any situation like that you want to be really careful about concussions so hopefully you know Todd was able to step right in and make a huge difference when Toby was out with that red card and you know he's been a rock back that back there ever since he got back to Pittsburgh so uh, you know all the best goes out to Todd um hopefully is all all is well there and, and we see you for a, uh, after a quick recovery so no, and I I really don't mean this in like poor taste but like what is funky zeal coming back soon uh tommy v was out on international duty i know yeah i knew that but i just didn't know when he was getting back yeah the I'm original sure word he was that he was going to be back uh right away like it was she was only going to miss one game um i'm pretty sure that's still true i haven't heard anything to con you know the contrary of that but it, it yeah he was only supposed to miss one game from what i heard yeah so good to know good to know one other interesting thing that a couple of people pointed out is we haven't seen Bolesky in a few weeks, um, which is interesting. I don't know if there's anything there, but we have been seeing more of Mark Forrest, which every time I see him, I'm like, 
that's Mark Forrest? Like, there's something about him that every time I see him surprises me. And this time it was that he looks like he's like seven foot tall. I don't know why I didn't recognize that before. But the yeah, dude's he's huge. Yeah. He's huge. He's, I mean, it's a really nice tool to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're if it, late in the game, you're chasing a goal, you're putting pressure on getting corners. I mean, you know, with him on the field and DeSantis on the field, with Greenspan and Adewale, I mean, that's that's a lot of targets to aim for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if we're if we're just going direct at the end of the game chasing something, I mean it's not a bad option to bring on. I totally miss that he even came on. Like I <laughs> were yeah. watching, and then I he did something after he came on, <laughs> and I thought it was Frankie for a second because I'm like I don't recognize was that was that Frankie? And I'm like no, Frankie doesn't like he doesn't look like Frankie really. I just you know it's the only guy that it looks newer was him and Frankie. So I'm like. Uh, so confused, and then finally, like, looked at the stat. I looked at, uh, I think it was on Twitter or something like that. It's like, oh, I don't think the announcers said anything about it, or if they did, I was not paying attention when they did because I completely missed that he even came on. Yeah, it was a situation where the Hounds got the corner kick, and like before they took the corner kick, they made the sub of okay. course for Kerr, which at the time I had known after the fact because I knew the final score and I knew all, but I was like, wow, that was like really opportune timing. You get a corner kick and you sub in the seven foot giant to add more yeah. bodies in there, um, which again, thinking back to previous seasons, do you guys remember when like we get corner kicks and we're like, well, that's just a gimme. Like just give me, just give the other <laughs> team the ball. Nothing's gonna happen. And how quickly you know a season to a season and a half makes that it just, it's the complete opposite. You got Greenspan who's getting free. He was getting free headers left and right in this game. And then mm-hmm. you have Duba. Now you have Forrest that's in there. You have Toby in there like mucking stuff up. Like it's just. Even the the goal, even though it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a Greenspan goal, he was the one that got his head on it first. Right. He he jumped up, got the head on it, and it bounced around, and then the goal happened from Duba. But it, it was interesting, like you know, they even said uh, the announcers, which by the way, these announcers, the nicest announcers <laughs> I have ever heard towards the Hounds, like they felt like the homers of yeah. announcers. Like you're like, oh, these these announcers are really laid on thick for the home team. Oh wait, no, that that's yeah. <laughs> the Hounds aren't home. <laughs> so it was it was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, like even they were talking about how you know he, he was getting his head on everything and how great of a player he was being. So it's it was kind of nice to hear. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, guys, I mean. It was a case where the Hounds went in. We've talked about they hold their destiny in their hands. They got three. They did it with the typical Hounds flair. I guess any other takeaways from this game before we talk about some other stuff here? I mean, quick trivia question. How tall do you think Mark Forrest actually is? For reference, Joe Greenspan on the uh, Hounds website is listed as 6'6". Is he the same height as... Joe, no, he doesn't look the same. Uh, this feels like a trick question. <laughs> taller? He can't be taller. I was going to say, this almost feels like the over-under question. Is he over-under <laughs> Joe Greenspan? I would I would take... Ooh, man. He is deceptively is, tall. I might just say... pick I'm, something. I might no. say the over. Six, I might seven. say the over. Six, seven. I'll say he's over Joe Greenspan. <laughs> he's 6'3". Not really? Only, not only is he shorter than Greenspan, he's shorter than DeSantos. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Well, I yeah, he does look massive, way. though. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he does look like he's, like, 16. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess that's what happens when, you know, he's you've seen him in, what, three or four games? And yeah. like I said, every time I see him, I'm like, that's Mark Forrest? So, yeah. Maybe I just have this different picture in my head of who Mark Forrest actually is. 
Um, is it Frankie? Is that your is picture? It picture? No, <laughs> Frankie. Yes, exactly. Oh, man. Let's talk about the final game of the season. That's what I really want to talk about. Wait, what? I said, let's talk about the final game of the season. Okay, all right, really fine. So, <laughs> Hound's got three points, which, you know, we don't want to underplay that at all because, yet again, huge. it's another win. It's huge. They're now at 65 points for the season, leading the table. Um, basically, everybody is – well, everybody in the top four now have the same number of points – or number of games played. We've all played 33. The only one – that hasn't had 33 yet is New York, which is at 32. They are now outside the top four, which just a few weeks ago would have been unfathomable. Um, but they did just lose their last game. So in the top four, you have us at 65, Nashville at 64, Indy at 60, and Tampa at 58. So at this point, the the absolute worst the Hounds could do is second place in the East, which like yeah, that's incredible. I feel like that yeah. just deserves like a round of applause. That is that is incredible. Um, amazing considering everything this team went through. Like we said, at one point this season, we were 12th debating about whether or not this was even a playoff team. And they just went on a tear and proved everybody wrong, including us. So kudos to the squad. Um, like we said, our, our destiny is in our hands at this point. If we win, we take the East. If we draw, then we're sort of hoping for other things to happen. So um, the good news, if you want to call it good news, is our game this weekend is on Sunday at 5.30. Nashville, which is the only team that can catch us at this point, play Saturday at 8 p.m. against Atlanta. So going into our game on Sunday, we will know whether or not we have to win or if we need a draw or whatever in order to take first place. So if Nashville loses against Atlanta, which we saw when Atlanta came to town, they're not a pushover team, Mm -mm. then... If, it, if Nashville loses, first place is ours, regardless of what happens on Sunday. If Nashville draws, then the Hounds need at least a draw or a win to take first, because then you get into the whole tiebreaker thing on points, and they have more wins than we do. If Nashville wins, we got to win to keep first. And that's, that's just what it is. Would you switch it right now if I gave you the option? Switch what? Like we played Saturday, they played Sunday. Ooh... Because I hate this. I hate playing second. I think this this has mind game trap written all over it where you start thinking about it too much and you start clock watching. Like if you know you need to draw on the game or, you know, something ha- – like I don't know. I just – I want I want them to go out there and just know, okay, look, we're play- we, we have to play the hardest we can. And you, you like to think, oh, they're professionals. They're going to do it. It's, it's inevitable. I mean, like if, if Nashville got a draw – as a player, you know you're you're stepping onto that on that field on Sunday, knowing like a draw gets us through. Like we don't have to like just we you know defend very well and all that kind of one red card later, and you're you're like panicking. You know, so <laughs> I you know I, I I would switch this in a heartbeat. I'd rather I'd rather play first. Disagree. I I don't think I feel like mostly because I would rather know what my fate or what is needed. You know what I mean? Like if, if I, if they know that they don't need a win, like maybe that gives Lily opportunity to play some other players. That, I don't, but you know, I don't, I don't want that this the game before the first game of the playoffs. I don't, I don't want to be limping in like to the playoffs. Limping in? Ah, it's limping the, in, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying you can make more tactical decisions based off of what you, 
uh, no needs to happen. I'm not, and Lily's always going to play for the win. He's yeah. not going to play for a draw. I don't think that's a, a an issue, and I don't think the guys would ever play for a draw. I feel like they they would want the win, but it would be nice to know like what kind of leadway we have. What what you know, it could we do like a situation where we need to rest some guys because they have such a huge game coming up for the playoffs. Like there's just more options available to you if you know what your fate is. Um, and like look. Yeah, they're going to want to win no matter what. I mean, they're going to want to make a statement. So I'm not worried about that. Josh, I think I'm with you. Um, you I guys think... are nuts. I can't believe No, that. no, no, listen, listen. <laughs> but I also don't know, like, I don't think that, it, I think if, if, you know, we had to play a midweek game, then I think I'm, I'm more with Josh because then you want to make the tactical decision. The fact that we're going to play Sunday and all signs are pointing to the first playoff game being the following Saturday. So it's not a full week, but it's pretty much a full week. You're not going to be resting players this weekend and exactly. give them like two weeks off before well, playoff. Let me, I mean, let me ask you guys. I mean, what tactical decision? I, I, because I, I can't see any like knowing if if Nashville lose, I there is nothing different I would change about the starting lineup. There's nothing different I would want to change about the mentality. I would, you know, go get a win. Let's go into the playoffs after winning 3-0 away from home. Like, but it's, Nash, I don't know. I, I, I don't think you change anything tactically no matter what happens against uh, with Nashville. No, that's I fair. Mean, and, like, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if you would make any changes or not. I just, I want the, all the tools to be available as far as, you know, what decisions need to be made and what's best for the first playoff game and i just didn't feel like that is going to be more true by playing second than it is by playing first yeah i think in my mind i start thinking like okay you you're a little bit more cognizant about injuries you're a little bit more cognizant about cards and things like that but that's true regardless like you're not gonna yeah. that's not gonna change who you put out on the field um you just you gotta be cognizant of those things so yeah i don't know i now, Kev, now you're in my head, like, playing mind games. See? <laughs> That's all it took. <laughs> the power of suggestion. Thanks. Yeah. Let us know what you think, because this is an interesting idea. Would you rather be playing Saturday with Nashville playing Sunday or Sunday with Nashville playing Saturday? Because I could, I could see the argument going either way, where Saturday, you just go in and think, we got to win. That's it. There's no other question. Yeah. We have to win. Whereas Sunday... And, and, I, and that's the mentality I would want the players to go in the last game of the season no matter what I, and and i know we all know if nashville lose that's not the mentality of the players going out there yeah. i promise you <laughs> they, they're gonna say yeah we're gonna want to win and blah blah blah. and yeah I, the majority of their brain and 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 thoughts would still be that but there would be that even if it's five percent i don't care if, if they if they oh, i'm gonna back out of this challenge because i don't want to get hurt for the playoffs well, oh it, i want to back out bad of, why is that bad I mean, like, oh, you're saying that would be bad because if our I, players I just, don't uh, go in for a challenge where they could get injured going into the playoffs? I think, I think momentum is such a crucial thing in sports. And I think <laughs> I think anything you do to slightly tap that break and kill a little bit of momentum and kill a little bit of that flow that we're obviously in right now um, is, isn't good. So, ah. yeah, that's – I don't know. Uh, Kev, you're, you're – <laughs> You're setting this up. <laughs> Nashville is going to draw Atlanta on Saturday, on Saturday night, yeah. and now the Hounds are gonna. This is what we're facing now. Now this whole like being a Hound fan and having that that fear is back in me because you said <laughs> I'm really not. See, I'm, that's the thing. Like that's not where I'm at though with this. I, like I still feel really confident about the squad. And, and I so hate here, you here, so much. 
No, I'm just... No, because, like, I, I, but but the question, would you rather play first or, you know, no, I still, I mean, it's still an, an interesting, relevant question. The other thing is, would you rather play Birmingham or Atlanta? Now, granted, I think Nashville being home tips the balance in that favor, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, even though Birmingham's 10th and Atlanta's 13th, Atlanta's the form team right now. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would not want to play, what, Atlanta's unbeaten in their last five, I think? Mm-hmm. Um, and they've beaten, they've beaten Indy. They drew with us. Um, they just beat Beth Steele five two. Uh, so I mean, like they're they drew with Tampa. I mean, so they're 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 playing pretty well right now. Um, I I wouldn't want to play them. No, I'd much rather play Birmingham. I mean, out of the two options, I'd much rather play Birmingham. The interesting thing is is that the top eight teams in the East have locked up their spot. Well, not their spots, but they've locked up a position in the playoffs. Obviously, they're still jockeying for spots. Nine and ten are St. Louis and Birmingham. They both lost this weekend. And right beneath them, sort of the last team, not really. I guess Memphis still sort of kind of has a shot. I don't really understand how. They're showing up as having a spot, but the, a shot, but they have 34 points. There's no way Memphis is making the playoffs. They have one more game. They have one more game available to them than because uh, they're only at 32 games. They're uh, at 33. Okay, I guess. It, well, okay, I guess sure. <laughs> well, because the best they could do is 40, and Charleston has 40 in there at 11th. So then it gets into that weird tiebreaker thing. So anyway, really, the oh. the three teams playing for two spots are St. Louis, Birmingham, and Charleston, and those three all lost this weekend. Also, Atlanta doesn't have a midweek game, and Birmingham does. Mm-hmm. So Birmingham play Red Bulls midweek. And, and then they get us on Sunday. Yeah, and Atlanta has a full week of rest. And, and like, yeah, because, I mean, this is one of the few times I'm very happy that a two-team is in the USL. Because it's like, if you're the club, you know, the whole point of the two-team is to, is to have your young youth players play well and get experience so they don't... I mean, yeah, they care that they're not getting the playoffs, but it, they care less if they're just a pure, you know, standalone club team. Yeah. I'm feeling good. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 after honestly. You, after you just inceptioned, like, this seed of doubt in all of our heads, you come back with, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling that, great. This is great. But that, that, that whole conversation topic, you know, against the Saturday-Sunday thing, that, I'm, I was trying to remove context from it. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. if you put that in any league, any sport, anything – I'd rather play first. Mm-hmm. You just keep walking but, it backwards. So, Let me ask you this: <laughs> Who do you think? Who do you think the 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 remaining two teams are in the East that get in? Do you think it's St. Louis, Birmingham, Charleston, or some weird scenario, Memphis? Who are your last two, Josh? Mm, I mean, I really want Charleston in. Yeah. Like, I I don't. Yeah, I'd, I think I think they will too. I, I want them so much just because I want an old guard team. You know what I mean? Like it's we're the only two left and I want both old guard teams to be in the playoffs. So that, that's, that's the one I, I care the most about getting in everyone else. I honestly don't care. Yeah. I, I, I don't like, I, I, none of these teams feel like teams that I feel like the hounds should worry about as far as like, you know, Oh no, we're going to have to play this team. Cause they're, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like I, I feel like we can beat any team in the league. I, especially these, these teams down here. Yeah. To, to your point, Charleston gets Memphis midweek, so that'll determine right there which one of them basically ended up. And then they get but Beth- Birmingham have two games, too. No, 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 I understand that. Uh, basically, Birmingham and Charleston both have two games. Charleston gets Memphis and Beth Steele, while Birmingham gets the Red Bulls and us. So yeah, I fun. think if, if you're trying to figure out who's going to get in, it feels like Birmingham and uh, Charleston are going to swap places. Um, 
and we could be a, yeah. a part of that. So, I, and I, I, yeah, I would feel pretty good saying St. Louis gets in as well. So, yeah, because what St. Louis only has one game remaining, and they're away against North Carolina. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. So it, it, I don't know. I, I, don't I was think... gonna say they've been playing well, but they lost their last three games. Yeah, <laughs> but they're sitting on forty-two points. So like. They have one game left. The The max they can get is 45. I guess the best Birmingham could do is if they beat both of us, they get 46. Charleston could get to 46. So I guess in theory St. Louis could get knocked out. It could happen. I don't think Birmingham's going to beat both New York and us, so probably not. But who knows? Charleston could leapfrog them both. I'm going to say Charleston and St. Louis get in. Yeah, I think so too. <sighs> okay. So... I guess it all comes down to this. We got one game left, which again, I feel like we get to this point every season and we're like, where did the season go? How did we get here? Uh, it's felt long for me. I'm, I'm ready for the playoffs. <laughs> Kevin's ready to stop watching Hounds and keep watching Liverpool and start his old EPL journey. Yeah, has these fist pumps. I don't even know. I've, I've watched zero EPL, so I have no idea even what they're doing. Are they I the, won't talk about it. Are they That's the best fine. team in the world, Kev? Is that what they are right now? I mean, yeah, but I won't talk about okay, it. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, I was just guessing. I don't even know. Okay, so, as we said, comes down to this weekend. Birmingham just lost to Hartford 4 nothing, which Hartford yes. have sort of been the laughing stock of the East so far. Um, so to lose to them 4 nothing is not a good look. And as we said, they have the Red Bulls midweek, so you're going to want to keep an eye on that game. Um, like we said, they're, they're sort of clutching to that 10th place spot. We're not really thinking they keep it, um, which, again, I mean, this is their first year in the league. I think for them to make the playoffs would be huge for them as the first team in the league. But at the same time, you, you don't really want to limp into the playoffs. And I much, to Josh's point, I much rather would see an old guard team in there just because of the history and the camaraderie and all of that. So if Birmingham's got to go, I'm sorry, Birmingham, but you got to go. Um, but their fate may not be decided until they play us on Sunday either. So we'll have to wait and see. We are the only game in the USL on Sunday. So, like, no other USL championship games are playing played on Sunday except for our game. So, you know there's going to be a lot gonna of Everyone's going to be eyes. watching. What's that? I said everyone's going to be watching. That's right. Yep. Like I said, especially people in Nashville. So, like, it's a big one. Hopefully the guys go out there with the mentality of just get the three points. That's it. There's no other question. There's no other games. There's nothing. It's this game. You get the three points and you go home and you get ready for whatever comes from that. Because the reality is is that we might end up seeing Birmingham again the following weekend. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. 7 through 10 end up playing each other, and then I believe the lowest seed of that will then face us. Well, assuming we get first place, the lowest seed of that would face us at, at, at Highmark the following weekend. So we might see St. Louis again. We might see, see uh, um, Birmingham again. We don't know. Guys, what do we think happens in this game? Uh, first of all, last week we started to talk about, and then we said we we're going to punt to this one. Josh, sort of the whole thing you touched on of if the Hounds go into this game knowing that they have one and two locked up, do we see Lily do something where he doesn't play his starters? And I think Kevin, I, so I, I, I was going to say, Kevin, I think you sort of definitively said, no, you don't think that's the case. Do you still feel that way? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think it's, there, there's no scenario I can think of that it would make. The, I mean, the only suggestion you can make is uh, we're worried about injuries. But like, 
I think it's a, an extremely weak argument when when saying you need to you need to make sure you're you're you know the guys you trust and have trusted all season keep getting minutes in their legs keep you know keep their form up keep playing together I, I mean I think that's pivotal and I, I like I said I think one of the biggest psychological advantages is going in the playoffs with a win so I, I think it's it, no it, it would make no sense to me to to switch anything up at this stage Josh you agree yeah I can see that I mean I I completely see the logic in that and the only thing i would say is that i could see tactics being a little bit different as far as subs and that kind of stuff if you know what's coming down the pipe if, if you have first place locked up maybe y- you sub out you know your your offensive power earlier than normal maybe you, you don't look to push 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 to get a goal if you don't have to yeah yeah i agree i think the only thing that's sort of lingering in the back of my mind is We've seen with the U.S. Open Cup where Lily has prioritized the league over the cup, where there have been times like last year when we played Cincy and we thought, like, this is it. Like, we're going to go all for it. We're gonna, and then he put in a lineup where it was like, nope, we're not taking this seriously. you got to think that Lily's mind is not on the regular season title. He wants a championship. So mm-hmm. if we know that we've got first place locked up, could he make some changes? But, again, I think it comes back to, what changes would you actually make? We don't have a midweek game this week, so we're not looking at that. You have a whole week's worth of rest. So I think it's a completely different scenario where you're not looking at another game three days from now. You're looking at a game that's six days from now. You can go home. It'll be at home. It's a whole other situation. So I agree. I think you, you start your starters and uh, and you go for the three. Um, and I, I really don't know what else to say about it at this point. I guess, guys, let's do a score prediction. Kev, you're making a scary face, so I'm making you go first. No, I, I, uh, it was an exciting face. I'm not <laughs> that was your excited face? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't make it often. He doesn't do a lot of practice. <laughs> um, I, I, actually, I know. Something tells me I think both us and Nashville are going to get a draw. Um, so I, I, And, and I, obviously that's enough for us. Um, I would, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'll say, I'll say a nil-nil um, for us, and I think that'll be enough for us to keep first josh what do you think i'm still feeling one zero i feel like this team is is doing a great job of pushing and getting that goal when they need to get that goal and and keeping the other team at bay so i'm i'm okay with you know the old lily special type feel getting a one zero and just holding down the the back line uh after getting that goal We've we've let in two goals in the last ten games, so. Jeez. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> you love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really good to go into yeah, the playoffs. Oh man, yeah. I'm gonna say I think that you know we've talked a lot about this season about how it's sort of been turning the page for this team, and there have been a number of opportunities for this team to, not necessarily revert back to the hounds of old, but give the fans the sense that uh, that sense of doubt, and I think that. This could be a really good opportunity where I could see Nashville drawing on the weekend, the Hounds going into it knowing that they need a draw, and we see another scenario where the team gets, keeps battling and we score in like the 85th minute, where we don't need the win, but at the same time, the guys don't give up. And I feel like that would be yet another turning of the page where like, yeah, we could have sat on the draw, but we kept going for it and we got the win and it's, it's that next chapter for the team. So I'm gonna say one nothing win. I like I like Josh's call. I just think the goal maybe comes later. Um, yeah, it'll it'll keep us stressed. Yeah, <laughs> and 
And it'll probably be a situation where Nashville won, won and we absolutely needed to stay in first. And just just enough to make my heart even more. I know. Weak. That would be great. And, uh, yeah. Take a couple more years off my life. Okay. It's just a weird scenario. Um, if I offered you, like, first or second is decided right now on a coin flip, would you take it? No. I feel like we, we're the better situated team. We should be relying on our playing ability because it is better than what everyone else has right now so you're pretty much saying our chances are better than 50 percent. yes right. that's what okay yeah. yeah i agree with that i think if you give nashville those odds they take it because yeah. at this point it's a hail mary like they're counting on us to lose so they're going to take their chances i wouldn't say it's a hail mary but yeah i agree it, well i mean <laughs> kind of it, it's not in their hands it's not in their hands yeah because even if they win they could lose yeah. which sucks so i mean the coin flip for them i feel like makes more sense yeah um so yeah i for us, no. You you have your fate in your own hands. You you keep it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what a hell of a coin flip that, right? I mean, that'd be <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it would be. Oh man. No, I can't. No, I'm not gonna do it. No. I was just gonna flip a coin away. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Um. Guys, I think that's I think that's it for this one. I mean, we it's it's been a long long journey kevin you said three years it's been five years and that's crazy even even when we started five years ago i don't think i ever sort of contemplated that we would be in this situation talking about oh yeah we just need like you know maybe a winner draw to to claim first (laughs) place in the east and that's just not when you looked at all the upstart teams that were coming up you had the old guard there was sort of not necessarily disdain for an old guard but you could tell that the USL as a league was sort of looking at the flashier Louisvilles and Cincinnati's, and these were where the big money spots were. And just over time, the Hounds have turned into this team that you know the USL likes to point at as a prime example of what they want these independent type squads to be. And so, no, yeah, no one bet on us finishing first in the East at the beginning of the season. No one did. And, I mean, and, I did, but well, <laughs> to, to to do this over the over the likes of the Nashvilles and and, yes. and look, I it's it's and we, uh, we can wrap this up later, but uh, you know, I've been it's important for us to finish above Louisville to start establishing us as the mainstay, you know, main club in the East, and we're going to do that, which is important. I think, the, yeah, like look, this is a really good team. Period, and we have a lot of actually like championship winners on this squad with. Dos Santos, Forbes, even the likes of Valeski, like just to have him in the locker room, he's been there, he's won it, he's done it. Um, Lily, you know, obviously has as well. So this is this isn't a team who, you know, in, we got in the playoffs last year, played a home playoff game last year. These, te- you know, there's there's a collection of players in this squad that have won it before. We're a very good team. Yeah, I feel very, I'm really excited about the playoffs now. Um, just so everyone knows, there is a watch party uh, planned for this game. It's going to be at Highmark Stadium. Uh, game's at 5.30, so it's an early game. But what's kind of cool about that is right after this game, um, there's also an Open Cup qualifying game happening at Highmark uh, against Steel FC and the Tartan Devils. Yeah. So we're, we're going for the watch party, but we're staying for the Open Cup qualifying game. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and this could be either a going into this game, it could be a celebration from the start because we know we're first place, so come out the party, or it could be a, you know, a hope and pray type of situation. So yeah, either way, uh, come, you know, have fun, hang out. The, the bar's going to be open, they're going to be serving food, so it's going to be a good time. Uh, yeah, 5.30, Highmark Stadium. Yeah, 
absolutely get down to the stadium. Check it out. It's going to be a blast. Guys, I yeah, I, I don't think there's anything else to say. I guess we will we will see you on the other side of this. And uh, the next time we talk to you, we're either going to be first place in the East or we're going to be disappointed second place in the East. <laughs> Which is so weird to say disappointed But, but both of them are great <laughs> positions to be in. So, uh, yeah. Kudos. Thanks for going on the journey with us. And uh, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Head over to mongols.com. You know where to find us. I'm not even going to go through all that. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Otherwise, let us know what you thought about this one. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.